Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why the U.S. military bombed a volcano in 1935, why most of the heavy elements in the universe were made from neutron star collisions, and why your mind wanders. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Let's say you got a natural disaster coming. Let's say you're going to try and stop it by bombing it. Sounds like something only Bruce Willis would do, right? And yet, that is exactly what happened at an eruption in Hawaii in the 1930s. This was no movie. This actually happened. As for whether it worked, well, that's up for debate. So the year was 1935, and the volcano Mauna Loa was spewing lava and ash. The slow-moving lava flow was headed straight toward the city of Hilo, Hawaii. The eruption had continued like this for days, but December 27th was when the U.S. military took action. That's when they used a squadron of biplanes to bomb an erupting volcano. Now, if the idea of stopping a volcanic eruption with bombs sounds a little ridiculous, you're not alone. The purpose behind the bombing was not to stop the eruption. Instead, the goal was to simply divert the lava flow away from Hilo. As lava flows down the side of a mountain, the surface of the lava cools and hardens. And that creates a tube of fresh rock that carries molten lava even farther down the mountain. The tubes grow over time so that they can carry molten lava farther and farther with each passing day. Well, it was one of these lava tubes that a small squadron of biplane bombers tried to collapse. It was an attempt to choke off the tube's lava supply, or at the very least, reroute it. It was an outlandish plan, but believe it or not, that wasn't even the first time bombing had been considered on Mauna Loa for this purpose. In 1881, an eruption was threatening Hilo, and Princess Ruth Luca Kaeli Kolani traveled to Hilo to consider plans for protecting the town. One of the plans was to detonate TNT near a lava tube, but ultimately the eruption ended before the plan was put into action. But it's hard to imagine that this didn't influence the decision to bomb the mountain 54 years later. It's hard to say with any certainty that bombing lava tubes protected Hilo that day in 1935. Geologists and pilots who carried out the mission think that the lava flow was already slowing by the time the bombs were dropped. And modern geologists and volcanologists think that bombing a lava tube would at best only buy time to evacuate the pathway because... Well, lava flows downhill. Putting something in the way will likely just give the lava flow a minor detour. But that doesn't stop people from trying it. It wasn't the first time someone thought to bomb a volcano. And you know what? It probably won't be the last. Carl Sagan once said that we are star stuff, meaning that the elements that make up our bodies originally came from stars. But... For heavier elements like gold, silver, or platinum, the origin story is even cooler. They're not just star stuff. They're explosion stuff. According to new research, most of the heavy elements in the universe come from colliding neutron stars. See, lighter elements are formed inside of stars like our sun. The star's fusion reaction continuously turns lighter elements into heavier ones, starting with fusing hydrogen atoms into helium. These fusion reactions release energy until they reach iron. 
The fusion of iron actually absorbs energy, and that stops the star's fusion process and brings its life to an end. So how did all the heavier elements form? It's long been a mystery, because heavier elements would need so much energy to form naturally. Scientists have believed that stellar explosions called supernovas were the answer. But a neutron star merger in 2017 gave them another idea. The flash of light that merger produced contained signatures of heavy metals like gold. See, a neutron star is the result of a star four to eight times the mass of our sun exploding in a supernova. The dense iron cores of these stars are so massive and they collapse so intensely that they eventually form a sea of pure neutrons. Stars are often found in pairs, and neutron stars are no exception. A pair of neutron stars would eventually collide in a super-energetic merger. Think the biggest car crash you could ever imagine. That's where the fireworks happen. As the stars collide, heavy elements form from the matter within them. In that 2017 merger, the heavy metal signatures scientists spotted suggested that the collision produced more gold than the entire mass of the Earth. Neutron stars are also known to pair up with black holes, and scientists have looked into these mergers as a possibility too. But black holes are hungry. Scientists found that they often gobbled up the neutron star before heavy metals could even form. As a result, simulations suggest that neutron star mergers produce between 2 and 100 times more heavy metals as black hole neutron star pairs. That could change with certain special kinds of black holes, but more research is needed. Either way, next time you check out a jewelry store to try to find a gift for a loved one, remember to thank your lucky neutron stars for the selection. You know what? It's okay if you can't stay focused all the time. In fact, it's pretty normal. Allow us to demonstrate as we revisit this story from 2018, which we remastered just for you. All right, listener, I want you to do something. Clear your mind. Think of absolutely nothing. You can even put this on pause for a second. We'll wait. Okay, are you done? Great. What went through your head? Probably not nothing. You probably thought about a lot of things. A lot of random stuff. Maybe some song lyrics. Maybe what you want to eat for dinner. And that's really normal. You're saying it's normal to think of something when you're told to think of nothing? Yeah. It's actually really hard to think of nothing. And that's because a wandering mind is actually your default mode. Literally. That is what scientists call it. You like can't turn off your brain, basically? Pretty much. You can turn off your brain, but it takes a lot of effort. Your natural state is your brain going all over the place. Scientists have known that the brain does this for a lot longer than they've actually been able to identify it. So in the early 1900s, when scientists would do brain studies, they would have people think of nothing as the control, right? And then when they would have them do something there would be brain activity. But they noticed that when they had them do nothing, there was a bunch of activity in their brains and they didn't really know why. And they sort of chalked it up to like a mistake or they, they didn't really, they're like, whatever that is, that's not what I'm studying right now, so I'm going to ignore it. And then in the 1970s, there was a Swedish researcher named David Ingvar who was like, hold on, let's look at this. Let's find out what's actually going on here. And so he took scans of the brain's blood flow during rest and he noticed a spike in activity in specific areas, especially in the frontal lobe, which is the center of memory, learning, and cognition. 
And it wasn't until the early 2000s that researchers actually pinpointed the exact areas of the brain that do this. And they called it the default mode network. So literally, your mind wandering is your brain's default mode. It's absolutely normal if your mind wanders. That's how your brain is wired. But just because it's natural doesn't necessarily mean it's good, right? Different studies say different things about mind wandering. It depends on what you're doing. If you're trying to be really creative, mind wandering's great. You can come up with a bunch of ideas. You can really get some out of the box thinking. But of course, if you're trying to focus, we all know that mind wandering is the absolute opposite thing you want to do. So a way to fix that is actually through meditation. Meditation's a great way to work on focusing your mind. Is there a particular type of meditation? So there's this type of meditation called focused attention meditation. And for a 2012 study, a neuroscientist had people sit in an MRI scanner while they meditated and had them push a button every time they noticed their minds wandering. And the scans showed the brain's default network just lighting up. But when the meditators noticed it, they were able to refocus their attention much faster than people who hadn't been meditating before. So meditation's a great way to focus your mind, but don't feel bad if your mind's all over the place most of the time, because that's how we all are. It's totally normal. Good to know. It's time to recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that in 1935, the U.S. government attempted to protect the Hawaiian city of Hilo from a volcanic eruption by bombing the volcano. Whether it worked or not is up for debate. The people who carried out the mission thought the lava flow was already slowing by the time they dropped the bombs. And modern experts think that at best, a bomb would only buy you time. But it's not the first time it's been done, and it probably won't be the last. Just bombing natural disasters. Just just give it a try. Bomb a hurricane, bomb a volcano. We've done it all. We've never actually bombed a hurricane, but we've there have been plans throughout history to to nuke hurricanes to try to stop them. But luckily, we haven't done it yet. To nuke them. To nuke them. Yes. That feels like it would make a bigger problem than the hurricane. You'd think. You would think. Let's not do that. If you're out there uh, and... I'm not even going to finish that thought. No one's out there that this is relevant to. But yeah, let's all hope that no one thinks yes. about that. If if we have any listeners who have the nuclear codes, please do not nuke a hurricane. Yeah. That's just a, a humble request from your favorite podcast. Yeah, there you go. We also learned that new research suggests that most of the elements heavier than iron, like gold, silver, and platinum, they were formed in neutron star mergers. Those mergers don't even get congressional approval. Yeah, antitrust laws can't even touch neutron stars. No, not even remotely. Neutron star mergers are intensely energetic events that scientists say can produce more gold than the entire mass of the Earth. The same thing happens with mergers between black holes and neutron stars, but to a lesser extent, since black holes are so darn hungry. You can't feed a black hole. Maybe you can nuke a black hole. See what happens then. There we go. Man, we're just coming up with great ideas. <laughs> Is that what those are? They're ideas. <laughs> they are ideas. Yeah. Sure. The quality is up for debate. Right. And we also learned that your mind wanders half the time you're awake. And that's okay. There's a part of your brain researchers literally call the default mode network. And it's so active because you're wired for your mind to wander. A wandering mind can be helpful if you're trying to be creative or brainstorm. But if you want to work on your focus, then there's a type of meditation called focused attention meditation that you might want to try out. 
I imagine there are several other types of meditation that may also help. But when we were researching this story, that's the one we found some scientific research behind. Yeah. I, yeah, meditation's a thing that I, I start and stop a lot. I like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then it's, it's really good. You know, I'll do it for a week and I'm like, wow, this is great. My focus is better. I feel better. This is great. And then, you know, I stop. It's like a lot of people in exercise, you know, it's just, it's hard to keep going, but even though you see the results and the results are amazing. Mindfulness is just great. Meditation is just great. Let's make a deal. I start to exercise again and you continue to meditate, which you're already doing probably pretty well half the time. No, it's been, it's been a long time, Cody. <laughs> okay, never mind. I overstated it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Today's writers were Cameron Duke, Brianna Brownell, and Ashley Hamer. Curiosity Daily is distributed by Discovery. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily, forged from the merger of two neutron stars and a black hole and a nuclear weapon and two science talkers (laughs) to help you learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.